0: now ESPN 580 Orlando's live local and loud it is 6 o'clock on a football Thursday here on ESPN 580 Nicky Football here we are live local and loud Jerry Daniels is with me you want to get in touch as you can 844-225-5580 the text 21232 also on Twitter at ESPN 580 Nick and at the Jerry Daniels we survived the ESPN the Ocho show we did not get cancelled so we're back Good to be here. What's up, buddy? It was a little bit of madness. I watched my phone all night. I was expecting the suits to just kind of give me that call and say, you know, Nick, like maybe you're done at 6 o'clock tomorrow. How about that? Maybe we just kind of call this a night, and you got we got the Buccaneers and the Dolphins anyway. Maybe we just don't do this. I don't know.
1: We're, uh, uh, we're, we, uh, we do that once a year. We'll do that next year if we're blessed to still be on the air. I think Nick and I both figured out that. Uh, it probably would take them just long enough to fire us, so we might be able to do another show next year.
0: Well, We, we might have a little bit of time, just <laughs> enough time. But, hey, either good news or bad news for you people. We ain't going nowhere. Here's your trending stories from the day. The Yingling Six-Pack, because we know you like your Yingling cold.
1: And
2: your topics hot.
1: It's the Yingling Six-Pack, uh, the six most talked-about stories today. On live, local, and loud. One. It is the top six trending stories in the four hundred seven three two one. Brought to you by our friends at Yingling, America's oldest brewery since eighteen twenty nine. Now available at our new sponsor, Grills Lakeside over there at corner of four forty one and Lee Road. That place is incredible. Go there, check it out. The patio is the biggest restaurant patio I've ever seen in my freaking life. Go out there, check out our friends. Tell them that Nikki Football and Jerry Daniels, or at least Nikki Football, sent you. Number tell one, them I
0: sent you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Seems <laughs> to like that. They might kick you out otherwise. Uh, the number one trending story in Central Florida is... Football's back! Football is back! That's correct. Football is back! We have two games for you tonight, right? You? Yes. We, we've got on our sister station, 96.5 at 7 o'clock. We've got uh, the New, in- New Orleans... What are they? The Pelicans? You the call them the Saints? They are the Saints. <laughs> I know. They are the Saints.
0: Is what three they times,
1: are. Three times, huh? You called no, the no, Pelicans no. three no, times. No, I called
0: them the Pelicans one time, oh, okay. but three separate people did remind me that I called them the Pelicans. Um, <laughs> my mean, bad. It's the worst
1: mascot in sports too. It, we're we're just back. We're just back. All right, and then of course we are your home for the Miami Dolphins. Who are going to be facing off against the Bucks right here? Following live, Logan Loud. That game starts at
0: 6:30, and it's going to be a f- intriguing night tonight because how much of Ryan Tannehill do we see? They need to get him out there to test the leg, to test the knee, to. Work with that offense, get familiar with those wide receivers. Listen, the last time he was the starting quarterback, Jarvis Landry was on that team. He's gone now. Jay Ajayi was the starting running back. That guy's gone now. Ryan Tannehill's got to get in and work with those dudes. He hasn't played football in 606 days, an NFL game, that is. Of course, he's played football, I would hope so. But he hasn't played an NFL game in 606 days, so they're going to have to get him in there and... uh, get some work in. We'll see how the Dolphins look tonight and on the other side the Jaguars. I just mentioned this at the end of ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez. I gotta see it from Blake. Listen like I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Jaguars. They should be one of the teams to beat in the AFC and definitely the class of the AFC South. But Blake Portals doesn't enter the equation when looking at any of that. Blake Portals has been a below average starting quarterback in the NFL for two seasons and I don't care about any of the PR releases that talk about a wrist injury and wrist surgery and him being pain free. That's great. But at the same time, I
1: got to see it on the field from Blake portals. Two. The number two trending story in Central Florida is golf. It's the 100th edition of the PGA Championship. The fourth major is being ushered in. Let's just say the St. Louis Arches are the gateway to the fourth major this year, as it is at the Bellarive. How do you pronounce that? Bellarive. 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 Bellarive, just outside of St. Louis in eastern Missouri. Um, Tiger. Even par today, Ricky Fowler is five under, but Dustin Johnson was the conversation today as he got tripled bogeys twice today I mean, not, I'm sorry, birdie. Triple birdies twice today. Birdie, 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 birdie. Oh, he went three straight birdies. I was trying to understand what a a triple birdie was. I was like, an
0: eagle? I'm not sure. (laughs) Dustin Johnson, 14 (laughs) under through 16. Uh, He's currently tied for second place at four under. Ricky Fowler, five under, is already in the clubhouse. Uh, Tiger Woods shooting that opening round 70, uh, even par. He started three over through three holes. He was able to kind of bounce back, and as he put it, grind out after that uh, poor start. I don't know what Tiger's going to look like the rest of this weekend because he's been so inconsistent, but he's shown us that he can't put up a ridiculous number to necessarily get back into the equation. We saw him throw up a 65 a couple of tournaments ago, but other than that, it's been a lot of 68, 71, 70s. Uh, I do wonder whether or not Tiger at five shots back already can make up the ground.
1: Three. Yeah, it's not the sort of course that the U.S. Open is where you can kind of take advantage of people getting caught up in the rough
0: exactly I don't know if the leaders are gonna play back to Tiger he's going to have to outplay them and I don't I don't know if he can do that Tom did we
1: do the three we, we already did, did three no, oh, wait, there we I'll, go. Do,
0: I'll hit it again just for the heck of it there's a bonus three for you <laughs> all
1: right all right so here's the deal so Tom Brady's famous for getting underpaid up there in New England and uh in the offseason uh but well, of course Giselle makes a lot of money so he doesn't really need it but apparently uh the Patriots really want to see him perform this year, and they're hoping that money is going to be part of it. Apparently, they've built in an additional $5 million in performance-based incentives this offseason to help him uh, succeed this year. Motivation, we'll call it. So this is another piece of evidence that Tom Brady
0: is breaking away from the quote-unquote good soldier he's been for the first, what, 12, 15 years of his career. Tom Brady has always been the guy that is seen and not spoken. And, well, we've seen a lot of speaking from him. We've heard a lot of speaking, that is. We've seen him not attend OTAs. We've seen him not hold out, but not necessarily be part of the team like he's been in the past. And now, Tom Brady doesn't want to be the cheap, veteran quarterback either as the team is now putting five million dollars of performance-based incentives into his contract they'll do it by this weekend Adam Schefter reports to bring him closer to the market of what a starting quarterback is making right now in the league so uh uh, Tom Brady's average salary of 15 million dollars by the way ranks 22nd in the NFL just behind Tyrod Taylor the Browns Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton um as well uh, Matt Ryan, currently the highest-paid quarterback, making $30 million. Brady's under underpaid as a quarterback. I'm more interested, though, in the motivation behind putting those $5 million into the deal.
1: Four. Number four trending story in the four zero seven three two one is LeBron James, as we follow our ourselves halfway through the English six-pack. Um, he was on a California diet when he was in Cleveland, but now that he's in California, he's Cleveland on a— Cleveland diet? He's on, apparently, a Cleveland diet. LeBron Skyline says Skyline chili? That he, he, <laughs> That's Cincinnati, Whatever. not Cleveland. Whatever. What are, wrong, they, eat? What are they? Wrong they eat? C, Ohio town. What are they? What are they eating? <laughs> Cleveland. Skyline chili was the first thing I came up with. Apparently, he's beefed up. Erie oysters. He's I don't know. changing his game, and in the process, he's going to go power forward on us. Uh, photos of LeBron James over the past month have indicated it. that he's beefed up. Um, he. Sources close to LeBron Camp says that he's going to change his entire style of play this year. He's going to play powerful and in the inside.
0: They kind of need that on this roster. That's don't why they? he's
1: doing it. That's, that's kind of the thing. He's changing
0: his entire game. And LeBron did that when he first went to Miami, too. Don't forget, he went in, he refined his post game, and kind of took that hole out of his game. Which and now- is funny
1: because wasn't that what. He brought in Mr. Uh, Bloodclot in for the begin with?
0: Uh, No, Chris Bosh? Yeah. Well, that was more, okay, so now Chris Bosh can play a little more center for us. I'll play the four. But he really wanted to bully ball some smaller defenders down at the rim and work on that part of his game. It was a shortcoming of his game before he ended up down in Miami. It was something that uh, the Boston Celtics dared him to do. Okay, you want to go down to the post? We'll bully you down there. And he wanted to learn how to do it. That being said, going to the – don't forget a guy also when he ages – Guys age up a position. So LeBron has wanted to be a three his entire career. He has. He's played that three, that he small forward position. Everything. Yes. Now he's putting himself in a position where he can play the four and five. And the good thing for LeBron, where are the big bruising centers in the NBA? They're all gone. So it's not as as tough to play center and play as a big man in the NBA. It won't take as many miles off his body as it would have been in the past.
1: Five. Justin Verlander says if you think he's doing okay you can thank Kate Upton. Why? Because Kate Upton apparently took him out of depression that he was experiencing uh, in previous years, and he has said that she is 100% behind his success this late in life, and if he had been with her his whole life, he had figured out how to pitch all that much quicker. Can a girl change your game this much? He might I, be having the best years of his life right he, now.
0: He might be, and and I think what this does though is it makes us all kind of realize, hey, there are a lot of people around your life that you know, hey, if you just maybe a phone call, maybe a, a text, hey, you doing okay? Hey, is there anything I can do for you? Sometimes it makes a big difference um, for somebody, and I'm glad that Kate Upton was there for Justin Verlander. I mean, I make the joke. She take me out of depression too. <laughs> That was a joke I was headed towards. But, you know, I was trying to be a little I'm more serious. I was I've been just trying to be a little more serious with this, but I guess. That's, Isn't it funny, though? That's not why people come to this show. So this was trending.
1: And my question is, is that does this prove the fact about baseball? It's just that now Verlander, they, they, they did a study earlier in the year, and Verlander's the number three most recognized name in Major League Baseball. How about and that? And that has to be Kate Upton. Part of it.
0: Absolutely. Six.
1: All right, so Orlando City is on a plane. They're headed up to Washington, D.C. Apparently, James O'Connor and crew believe that more time in a city leading up to a game on a road trip will adjust better for them and keep their mind on the ball since they're out on the road and they don't have any other distractions while at home. For this reason, they already find themselves heading up to D.C. The game is not until Sunday. Of course, you can catch that game at 8 o'clock on our sister station, TV27. So James O'Connor has them up there a little earlier this is not normal i like this you know i like this
0: get these guys together get them you know starting i get them on the same page i think this is kind of like right out of the herman boone remember the titans playbook they go up (laughs) to the camp you know before football season he's trying to get these guys i think together a little bit more and also the the more you spend time with your team i think he's also trying to get some of his playbooks some of his uh mantras for these guys maybe hammered into them kind of the limited knowledge i have of how he works as a coach this sounds like kind of a james o'connor type thing to do
1: yeah james is kind of a tough nut we'll call it but the the truth is you know historically they would have flown up on saturday to them now they're flying up tomorrow morning at 6:30 in the morning but it, it just, I guess he thinks that one extra day where the team is together, they obviously would have been practicing anyways, but they would have been practicing and getting up at home, sleeping at home. Um, he thinks that kind of getting you on the road kind of draws that contrast uh, away from the norm.
0: That is the Yingling Six-Pack, our six-pack of trending stories here on live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580 Orlando. Coming up at 630, we have our Dolphins-Buccaneers game here on the show. And also, coming up next, we're going to do something a little bit different. It's a football Thursday. I got a chance to catch up with Mackenzie Milton, UCF starting quarterback. The Heisman hopeful for the Knights. They open up their season three weeks from tonight. You're going to hear that interview I did with Mackenzie Milton coming up in the next segment.
1: Tomorrow, fantasy football expert Steve-O will be on with us in the afternoon. Have your fantasy football questions ready for us. Kyle Israel is supposed to be stopping by. And last but not least, congratulations to Lisa, our winner of the $50 gift certificate yesterday from Grills Lakeside
0: Restaurant. That interview with Mackenzie Milton coming up next here on Live, Local, and Loud. This is
2: ESPN 580
0: Orlando's Live, Local, and Loud. Hey, welcome back. Live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Coming up, Bucks Dolphins here on the station. You can also watch it on WFTV Channel 9. A little earlier today, I got a chance to catch up with former, with UCF quarterback and Heisman hopeful Mackenzie Milton. And the first thing I asked him was, how is it different playing for Josh Heupel than Scott Frost?
2: Yeah, you know, it's going to be an exciting brand of football. Um, you, saw, you saw what Coach Heupel was able to do at Missouri with Drew Locke and all those guys. And there's a little um, twist of of what Baylor did under Art uh, Briles, so it's going to be a good combination of of that, and also a lot of stuff that we did last year. So I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a fun brand of football, and we'll score a lot of points again.
0: You know, McKenzie, you mentioned Drew Locke, and and please correct me if I'm wrong. I I had heard that you got a chance to chat with Drew Locke a little bit about what it was like to play for Josh Heupel. Uh What what insight did he give you at all when you did get a chance to to talk with Drew Locke?
2: Yeah, you know, I kind of just like I, I've been uh, I've been through spring ball with Coach Hype, so I know what it's like practicing with him. And I asked him, um, you know, how I was coached throughout throughout the games and throughout the season. And he said. You know he's calm cool and collective, which is huge for a quarterback, I think, because you can't get too high or too low because the most important play is the next play and um I think that's critical coming from a, a QB coach and a head coach your reflection of uh your reflection of all your players and your players are going to feed off of what you do so i think that's I think that's big, and you know that's what I've seen in practice from coach hype and uh you know it means a lot that you know he has confidence in myself and his team to to get the job done.
0: UCF quarterback Mackenzie Milton joining us here on ESPN 5 at a UCF opening the season three weeks from tonight against Connecticut. A conference game right off the back there, bat there, Mackenzie, uh, in the American. Uh, you guys, of course, undefeated last year. I know that you know that this is a season where you're going to be the hunted, not the hunter. That game really does kind of set a a tone, I think, for your season in terms of a conference game right away. How does that feel to kind of have to open up with a conference opponent your first game of the season this year.
2: You know, I'm actually I'm actually excited to open up with conference play, and you know, UConn has given us um, tough games the past two years, actually. And I would expect nothing different going up there. I'm happy that you know we go up north early early in the season. You know, we went up there in I think November my freshman year. I think it's gonna be good that you know it won't be too cold when we go up there. Um, but I, you know, we're excited. You know, we're excited to just take take this uh, year one game at a time, and it starts August 30th up in Hartford.
0: It does. Weird weird stuff happens up there, doesn't it, McKell? When you play up on the road at Connecticut and just – it always feels like there they are there are strange games when you're playing on the road up there, at Connecticut. At least uh, from from my perspective, Mackenzie Milton, UCF quarterback, joining us here on ESPN 580. Mackenzie, you had quite the off season. Uh, I know you went to a couple of different camps. I know you went to uh, uh, met a couple of really interesting people, worked with some coaches. Uh, what was your off season, What what were a couple of takeaways you had in terms of what did you work to get better on this off season for 2018?
2: You know I think the main thing for me is just being the best quarterback I can be um within the pocket you know I've always been able to have live and make make plays on my legs, but I think you know just being being a distributor and getting the ball to the playmakers let them let them get the get them the ball in space rather than you know me trying to trying to do it with my legs, let them get the ball and you know just make guys miss. I think that's the main thing being sound in the pocket and And just picking up this offense as fast as possible and making it become second nature, which I feel I've done.
0: Mackenzie Milton joining us here on the show. Mackenzie, uh, well, tonight we got the NFL preseason kicking off, of course, week one. I know you are a bit of an NFL fan. Is there a quarterback? And I know the Marcus Mariota comps are always made because you're both Hawaiian quarterbacks and you both kind of uh, you know, flourished playing for Scott Frost, or at least with some of his influence. Is there a quarterback that you watch who you like to model your game after? Is it Marcus Mariota or is it somebody else?
2: Well, obviously Marcus is a guy that i watched throughout high school and, you know, college, still watching him in the pros. I think Marcus is just so smooth in, in the way he plays. But a few other guys, you know, I'm a big fan of Drew Brees, just the way he sits in the pocket. He's he's um, he's um extremely accurate. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers is, is probably one of my favorites as well.
0: Why Aaron Rodgers? I mean, why not? Why not Aaron Rodgers, frankly? But I mean, what about Aaron Rodgers' games? Game? Do you like? Or what? There's not much not I mean, to like, though.
2: I mean, one. I mean, the arm talent is one thing; it's pretty, pretty out of this world. But I think the main thing is just I love what he does—keeping um, defenses on their toes with with hard counts and that kind of stuff. And I mean, with the guys he has around him, he's never really had like a, a marquee wide receiver, and he's just made the guys around him better, which I think is a huge, a huge. Um, attributing the quarterback.
0: Mackenzie Milton, UCF quarterback, joining us here on ESPN 5. Eddie, you mentioned Marcus Mariota. Mackenzie, uh, he was a guy that in his day won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, you are getting some pub around the Heisman Trophy this year, including a nice push from your school, the Heisman campaign with a little uh, hat tip to your, uh, your Hawaiian roots. Uh, fir- first thing about this, Oh, how how was it? How, how did you react when you first saw kind of the the campaign that they rolled out for that Heisman campaign?
2: You know, it's very humbling having a school that, you know, is going to get your back and support you fully like that. But at the same time, you know, I want I want this season to be about this team, not you know me winning the Heisman or you know conference player of the year or anything like that. I just want us, I want us to develop as a team, become the best team we possibly can you know there's no there's no individual success without team success and, you know that's what I always preach and you know it's very true you know if we go 9 and 3 last year you know a lot of guys on our team don't make first team all conference and that sort of thing so i think if we just control what we can control you know the rest will take care of itself
0: He's Mackenzie Milton, UCF quarterback, joining us here on the show. And Mackenzie, the last uh, player from a group of five school to win the Heisman, Ty Detmer, played for BYU back in 1990. Is the Heisman trophy uh, an attainable goal? Do you think that it is a possibility for someone playing in the group of five to win that trophy with the way that, frankly, we talked about it a lot last year the way the power brokers of college football have set up the system?
2: <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not too sure about all that. I think if, you know, I play to the best of my ability. Um, the rest will take care of itself. And if we win a lot of games, you never know. So, uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I think anything's possible. But at the same time, I just want our team to be the best we can and try and win all the games.
0: Let me get you out on this, uh, uh, McKenzie. Uh, Of course, uh, a a max exodus of players. I don't want to say max. You guys are returning a lot of guys. But you lost some leadership from last year's team, including Shaquem Griffin, who was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, You guys are in early training camp here. You're three weeks away from the season. Uh, Who on this team seems to be stepping up and kind of taking that place from a leadership standpoint of a Shaquem Griffin? And have have you noticed he's not out there yet? I'm sure at least in in some scrimmages, I'm sure you've noticed he's not there.
2: Yeah, you know, I've definitely noticed uh, the pass rush isn't as great without Shakim out there. That's, that's the kind of guy that's impossible to replace, you know. But I think if you have a, a number of guys that step up, you know, that can that can eclipse what one guy can do, if you know what I'm trying to say. I, I've seen guys like Wyatt Miller, my, our uh, our offensive lineman, who's a who's been a veteran here for a long time. Really, he's a very good player. I think he'll have the chance to play in the NFL. He's um he's been a leader since ever since I came in as a freshman. Pat jasinski uh, our starting middle linebacker, he's been a guy that you know, he's been he's been doing what he's doing since uh since I got here as well. And they're both guys that lead not just on the field, they lead off the field and then the locker room. And you know, there's a number of guys too. Uh, Gabe Davis, you know, he's a young true sophomore. He's stepping up. You know, he's starting to find his voice on the team, and myself as well. So I think, I think it takes a you can't you can't win a lot of games just having one leader. You got to have a number of guys setting the example and doing what they're supposed to do.
0: And McKenzie, I, I lied to you. I got one more question. I'm sorry. Last time I lied to you. I, I promise. It. All right, man. Uh, good. You guys, <laughs> you guys went on, of course, that great run last year, uh, finishing the season undefeated just from an on campus standpoint, because you're going to classes, you're going to school, you're there. You know, have you felt the student body kind of carry the momentum of the program on campus in the classrooms? How, how has this, the student body there at UCF kind of wrapped its arms around this program? Because uh, that's really kind of the lifeblood of a program is the interest there on campus.
2: Yeah, you know, we call them nightmare. Because when the uh, teams come down there, it's a nightmare to deal with our with our student section. We got them in both sides of the end zone, so it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. They've uh, definitely rallied around us, um, th- at least since I've been here. And you know, they've they've been in full support, and it's been a lot of fun being able to play and represent this school and everything it stands for. And um, you know, I think we'll have some great turnouts this year in the in the bounce house, and we're just excited. You know. Especially, especially, uh, obviously for August 30th, but that uh, that first game, that first home game, could be rocking.
0: Mackenzie Milton, UCF quarterback, joined me a little bit earlier here on ESPN 580. Knights open up the season three weeks from tonight. Coming up next here on ESPN 580, we have. Buccaneers and Dolphins here also on News 96.5. We have Jaguars and Saints. That's all coming up also on WFTV. You can catch Miami and Tampa Bay. That'll do it for us tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be like, we never left here on ESPN 580 Orlando.